Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, the long-awaited ham radio episode. Now, you guys who've been with us a long time will remember somewhere way back around like episode 10, people started requesting, hey, you guys should do ham radio. And we were like, you know, we're going to get right on that. Mm-hmm. And now, somewhere around episode 119, 120, here we are. Nailed it. <laughs> Only took a year and a half to get Only around to it. Only took a year and a half. So, here's what happened. What it is, is I got a buddy who is like a ham radio genius and whatever. I think I mentioned this to some people. I don't know. But this guy knows everything there is. Has been doing it for 30 years and... And is the man. And I was like, you know, if I'm doing ham radio, I got to get him, my buddy John, on this episode. And guess what? There's no John. There's no John here today. And that's why you waited a year and a half. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know what would be great? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. I think we all have buddies like that. Yep. Fine, now, John. if only I had a ham radio, I could call him like every night be like, yo. Dude, yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, man. I could have done this episode right over the uh, the radio. Mm-hmm. Now, I was able to pick his brain, search the uh, vast boundaries of the internet, mm-hmm. um, all over YouTube, various podcasts. We're, we're doing some research. Some kind of apps were downloaded to my phone. So there was there was some learning happening. Questions were asked. 
But uh, I think we have sufficient information to bring to you guys, get you a little started. Now, Kevin and I were discussing, I think the way to start this is really why would you want as a prepper to get involved with ham radio? And then we're going to expand it kind of to why would I get my license and learn how to, you know, whatever. But why is why is this ham radio a big thing for preppers? Well, I think a lot of people use ham radios during emergencies. Uh, yeah. California with earthquakes and fires, there's a lot of uh, information going out over the ham radio, the FEMA. amateur radio there. Yep, communications with, with uh, FEMA and other organizations. Um, a lot of different places. When the government rolls into your town and they're setting up troops at the, uh, the local stadium and mm-hmm. whatever, a lot of it's going to be secure communications. But I bet you with ham radio... You'll be able to see a lot of what's going on and what's where and who's doing what and why. You know, they always say with like FEMA and stuff, you want to know where the water is going to be distributed or you want to know where they're going to have dry ice and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. The ham radio guys know long before you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people think about, you know, modern era. You don't, you know, you can count on your cell phone. You can count on your, your landline. You can count on the internet. But that's not really always the case. Not I on know September eleventh. Uh, yeah, I was in uh, New Jersey trying to call my parents in New York a uh, day after September eleventh, and it was probably a week and a half, two weeks before I could get through on a on a on telephone line. Wow. So I mean, it's uh, it's definitely something that has come up before, and it's you know, it's it's good chance that it's going to come up again. Hurricanes, fires, all these things, and. The end of the world. EMP, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, ham radio, you just need 12 volts and uh, you're protected radio and you're in, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of guys um, uh, have been able to set up systems where they can just uh, hook their ham radio up to solar panels directly and run off of that right without through, having huh? to plug into the, the grid. No battery or nothing. Mm-hmm. And... Yep. Uh, a lot of battery operated systems too that you can charge up the batteries and you know obviously a lot of different ways and uh and uh still still be online there I like it all right there's a uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand licensed amateur radio enthusiasts in the United States that sounds like a huge number that's a large number it's it's uh three quarters of a million people out there already doing it now, License. of those 750,000 or whatever the number you just said, mm-hmm. of those, how many are over the age of 80? Oh, I would say I would say a good 50%. <laughs> you bring it down to, to 70 and you probably got 75% of them in there. Now, if you're wondering what the weather's like somewhere, mm-hmm. ham radio might be <laughs> for you. If you're wondering, is it going to rain tomorrow or... You know, what are you going to do this weekend? You're going to cut the lawn? Ham radio just might be for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just busting balls here. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a jerk. but uh, (laughs) It comes naturally. It comes natural. No, I I actually, I was checking out some of the ham radio channels and and listening, and I swear that's what everybody calls and asks. And it's like, oh, well, what's the weather like there? Uh And they're, oh, great. Or that or... Well, what antenna do you use, and and what radio are you using today? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's really fascinating. Yeah, well, I think it's a whole different landscape uh, in the midst of a uh, of a uh, natural disaster and uh, 
Yeah. You know, those sorts of events. All right, so maybe I put a damper on the whole thing. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, we're not we're not encouraging people to get their ham radio license so they can find out about weather in other other oh. cities. That's so, not the purpose. That's the question then. Why would you get a ham radio license? Mm-hmm. Especially after I just sold it like that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the reason. Because when you're talking to people and asking them about the weather and connecting all over, you learn about different repeater stations. You learn about the lingo, how to talk, how to communicate, how to get connected to the right people, right. what your capabilities are of who mm-hmm. you can reach. Um, when you talk to these other people, you'll find out, you know, wow, you could bounce a signal off the moon and, you know, with different repeaters. Guess what? These things are possible with ham radio. There is all kinds of cool things happening out there and different possibilities available to you. You can set it up so that you're sending, you know, data over the ham radio, all kinds of cool stuff. So the thing is, when the grid goes down, guess what? Ham radio is probably going to be there. Right. Or at least be there on some kind of local level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, because I, I don't know how many repeaters will still be set up in the various places and being able to find and connect. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what repeaters are in just a second. All right. But, I mean, that kind of stuff. But the bottom line, communications... You know, honestly, that's part of situational awareness Mm -hmm. being, you know, what's going on? What's going on in the world? What happened? Did you know why? Why did all the lights go out? Yeah. Why isn't my phone working? Why doesn't my phone work? Mm -hmm. You know, or, hey, let me have that radio so I can call my wife and say, hey, stay where you are. You know, what's going on? I can come get you or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of different types of radios. Um that you can get involved in, kind of work your way up if you wanted to. All right. Um, obviously, CB. Mm-hmm. Uh, CB is Citizens Band. All right. Now, uh, Citizen Band, that's like your, you know, channel one, two, up to whatever, some, I don't know. I just had it pulled up here a minute ago. I will tell you. It is channel one through 40. All right. Is Citizen Band. Right. Um, those are pretty much all open to everybody. Anybody can talk on there. You don't need your ham radio license, whatever. Um, channel mine is reserved for emergency. Okay. So when you're out on your boat and it starts sinking, you want to go to channel nine and the sheriff is going to be monitoring that. Okay. That's going to work now. Yeah. A lot of the reason that people don't use CBs is because they're a little bit overcrowded uh, there's no regulation on it, so people you can use swear words and things like that, and that upsets oh. delicate, more delicate it people. It still upsets people. They, yeah. they, they. FCC does monitor it. They might yell at you. I don't know. Yeah. Um, scold you. Scold you. Stern talking to. Uh, <laughs> typically, channel thirteen is used for like marine and RV. Mm-hmm. Um, fourteen traditionally for like the walkie-talkie type setup. All right. Um, but again, these channels are pretty open. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, channel 19 is kind of where you're going to find the truckers at. All right. Um, Looking for some nose candy. They don't They don't like when you get in there and, uh, you know, start busting balls. But what are they going to do, really? Right. Right. They can't, they can't track you down. Mess with a trucker? You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, 
Otherwise, uh, it's pretty much fair game as far as uh, CBs go. Right. And that's basically, uh, what, 26.96 to um, 27.40 is, is channel 40. So, you know. All right. Whatever, if that means anything to you. All right, family radio service. That's this. Mm. This is a FRS. All right. Tell this me is about a, that. this is basically your simple walkie-talkie. The walkie-talkie you get from Walmart. Oh, I love that. That's that's FRS. If it's now, Batman are, shaped, has the yeah, mm-hmm. or they have Iron Man. I've seen. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I got yep. the Incredible Hulk one. All right. Um, they got a. Now this is this is a kind of limited in the distance you can use it. Uh, has to be uh, line of sight. But it's really, really about a mile is what you're going to get out of these. Okay. Um, and then there's GMRS. That's General Mobile Radio Service. Um, that's just basically a step up. It's used for businesses, for, uh, you know, different things like that. Now that uh, you're still going to have like the CB channels. Right. Like your one As through well. 40. Right. Uh, there's an $85 license fee for that though. Oh. So you're stepping up your game a little bit, but you got to pay for it. All right. Now, uh. There's the MURS, that's multi-use radio service. Now that's there's a lot of interesting things in there. There's no, uh, you, no need for a license. Um, can be used to you can pair it up with your cell phone and basically send text messages to uh, people within a certain radius without a cell phone network. So basically, you can use your cell phone as a walkie-talkie. Uh, to, well, not really a walkie-talkie. You're sending text messages back and forth. But um, there's no regulation on that, and there's been a lot of uh, a lot of interesting apps and a lot of interesting different things that you can use your cell phone with to okay. bypass your regular cell phone network. I like that. All right, now uh, ham radio or amateur radio. All right, is um, it's great for listening to and talking to emergency services. Now, what's cool is. You can listen without a license. Right. You just can't transmit without a license. Now, when you get in a ham radio, um, turns out, now this is, remember I told you like up to basically 30 megahertz is that CB band. Now, 30 to 300 megahertz um, is like VHF. But basically, uh, 144 to 188, or 144 to 148 is where you're going to have your, like, technician license kind of people are operating. Mm -hmm. Um, This is short range kind of VHF. Right. This is, they say line of sight. Mm -hmm. So it kind of depends on your antenna and repeater stations, which basically what a repeater station is is you broadcast to a, a set point that's 10 miles away, and then they're going to pick up the signal and broadcast it another 10 or 20, or usually these are higher antennas right. with more power. And right. brad- so you're basically relaying your message. And relay. Mm-hmm. So that's where it gets fun, where all of a sudden you're talking to a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is available to you with... Uh, um. Well, a technician license, sorry. All right. And basically the technician license, there's three different classes of license for ham radio. We have technician, general, 
and then extra class. All right. So technician is basically your your VHF, short range stuff. Um, then your general is HF, which is the more long range stuff. And then the extra just expands the frequencies further out. So you just have a little more options available to you. Um, to do the technician test, not that hard from what I'm told. Mm -hmm. I haven't done it. I just was, there's an app. You can do practice tests on your own. Basically, what I'm told is it's like doing your driver's test, your written test for at the DMV. All right, so you just um, study up. You're on about it. that level of hardness. Uh huh. Um, I actually wrote down there are. You're going to take a test that's 35 multiple choice questions. They're out of 426 possible questions. All right, and you're required to get at least 26 of them right. Okay. Now. All 426 questions, word for word, are available to anybody right now. All right. So you can go see those questions. You don't have to, you know, whatever. There's no secret or surprise. Right. You do a little research, a little bit of common sense. You kind of watch some videos on YouTube, pay attention. You can do this. Now, what's cool is you can go online, and I'm going to give you guys a website. And you can find out where they're offering the test, which is usually pretty frequently. I would say within once a month, you should be able to find somebody local, you know, offering this test. Uh, it costs you $15. You need to bring a photo ID, a calculator if you want it, but you can uh, use your phone as a calculator. They frown on that. And you can go take your test at like a library, stuff like that. They offer it. Um, what will happen is, uh, you can actually take the general test off the same $15 at the same time. All right. So you can, so if you go while they're proctoring it, mm -hmm. you do your, your, uh, one, as long as you pass the technician test, All right. they'll allow you to, you know what, can I take that general right now too? Sure. No problem. They'll hand it to you and you go knock that one out as well. So there are apps, uh, I wrote it down. So the app is, uh, the one that I looked at was uh, Amateur Radio Exam Prep. And then they have Technician, General, um, or uh, Extra Class. So the guy, the app designer, developer, the guy's name is Patrick Maloney, if you're just looking to make sure you have the right one. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> All right. They were like five bucks. There are free ones. Uh, this has the, you know, review questions, practice questions, FCC rules. You can kind of read through it and study. But you can also pr do practice tests on there and kind of get a feel that you're going to pass it or not. And right. Whatever. So, you know, I basically, I think if you put some time into it when you're sitting on the toilet or whatever, you go through. I know people like to look at their phones when they're on the toilet. That's what I've heard. Um it's not something you do. Not something I would do, because that's just gross. <laughs> Hand sanitizer, my friend. Um, but uh, you uh, would just, you know, go through, study up, see how it goes. And like I said, maybe put in the effort. If you're going to waste the time taking a Saturday or something, maybe you study up for the general as well. Mm -hmm. um, again, I, I don't know. I was told a lot of people, you know, can just go in and knock it out. I wouldn't go in there blind. Mm -hmm. I would go through a couple of you know, practice tests and make sure you're going to nail it. Right. 
But right. but this isn't the SATs. Well, I I don't know. I mean, they were easy too, right? Yeah. Hey, for for us smart people, smart people, yeah, brainiacs. Because right? I got a I got a five hundred. So combined, yeah, combined. <laughs> you know what? They changed the rules. I don't even know what's going on with a uh, SAT and who does good or who does bad. Now there is an organization called. The National Organization for Amateur Radio. Now, the website is ARRL.org. They basically have, like, free test questions. You know, you can see the test question pool. They have the research. They'll tell you what radios to buy and all the fancy things. Um, You know, what antennas. They really have, you know, all the resources right there available to you. And actually, when you go... And take it a test, and you pay that fifteen dollars. It's mm-hmm. going to these guys. Right. Believe it or not, the FCC doesn't really get anything from you when you do it. It's these guys who keep things going. And believe it or not, this bandwidth is like considered prime real estate. And so, like, you have TV channels, and everybody's gunning for you know more frequencies for different things. These people go to bat and actually use that $15, kind of like the NRA, right? you know, goes to bat for you. These guys are looking out for protecting your rights and whatever as a ham guy. Right, because these, these frequencies really belong to everybody. They're they're a natural resource in a sense. Yeah, you know? um, and, and, that's uh, right. It can be eaten up by corporations and, and companies, and, uh, you know, as long as we keep it free, or at least a, a large section of it free, and uh, you know, it's pretty just, important you know, to do. It's a resource you can have. Now, one of the things that I always hear people, you know, in the, the prepper blogs and stuff talk about is they're like, well, you know, I'm just going to buy the radio and I'll use it and learn how to do it after, right. you know, the, the, the shit hits the fan, you know, mm-hmm. and that's when I'm going to do it. I got to tell you, this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Here, Here's the thing. I mean, one. You may say, you know what? I'm not the ham radio guy. It's not really something that sits with me and whatever. And I understand. You know what? If you want to just buy a scanner and have something there, I might be able to learn and whatever. You're probably better than not having anything. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And you can download the local frequencies and, you know, resources that are available for your area. That's all cool. But the cool thing about going and getting your technician license is going to be so that you get familiar. That's when the learning happens, right? That's when you're like, Oh, where I live, there's all these repeater stations and you can program in their frequencies and know what's going on. Now these are resources you're going to find online at websites. Like I just told you, Mm -hmm. and you can go there and see what's available to me. Now, once you set up these networks and learn how to use and to communicate and find, you know, these other things, because bottom line, you're not going to know what you're doing. You're not going to be able to set it up. You're not going to be able to, you know, get through this stuff without a little kind of, you know, know how that comes beforehand from this practice mm-hmm. stuff. Um, the technician, it's an afternoon. It's kind of the way I look at it. It's like getting your motorcycle license. Or your trapper license or mm-hmm. your hunting license. You know, it's, yeah, it's an afternoon. I don't want to do it. I don't want to really study and figure something out. 
But when you do it, it's like, you know what? That's one more tool I have in the arsenal. Right. And that's what it is. And I agree. Maybe we don't all need to. But guess what? If you have a prepper group and you all live in like a 20-mile circle, how cool is it if when things go bad, you can all get on the radio and say, you know, hey, I'm over here. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about that I actually found kind of interesting. Um, a while back, we made mention that uh, they have different, you can send data. And people talked about, you know, encryption programs and different ways, whatever. Now, technically, the FCC does not allow you to transmit encrypted material. All right. I did not know this. Um, turns out that's a thing. Technically, you can't even disguise what you're saying. Mm -hmm. They don't approve of that. That's right. that's a no-go. Pierre so, has a long mustache. <laughs> see? So if you like are like, oh, well, you know, we'll go old school and we'll both have a the same version of the Bible or something, and we'll reference, you know, page 278, fifth paragraph, fourth word, you know, whatever. Technically, that's a no-go. Um, right. That's not allowed. Now, what I would say, if you were worried about a little OPSEC, again, you start communicating, working together with your prepper network. Mm -hmm. You guys are talking to each other. You could say, hey, well, um, let's plan out eight frequencies that this group is going to use. And we'll call this one one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And Every Thursday night at 7 o'clock, we'll check frequency number one. Mm -hmm. And after we all make contact, after five minutes of in the first contact or whatever, we'll all switch to frequency two. Mm -hmm. And then that way you all have your list. And then if you feel like something's been compromised, you can go to frequency eight. Mm -hmm. Now, guess what? The people who are monitoring things like Big Brother... Mm -hmm. They have frequency hoppers and they kind of figure it out and put it together. But if you're worried about gangs and thugs and people monitoring you. Yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to put that together. <clears throat> um, you know, not easily be able to hop around. In fact, because even if they're scrolling and scanning, it's going to take them 10 minutes to get back on track. And, mm -hmm. you know, so whatever. I'm just saying there's a bunch of useful tools here. It's one more thing to put into your belt. You know, um, you learn survival, you learn trapping, you learn how to make fire, you learn how to purify water. Well, guess what? Learning about communications, it's one more thing, you know, first right. aid. Maybe some, maybe you're the first aid guy and somebody else is the, the ham radio guy. But like I said, kind of nudging everybody to get a radio and setting them up mm -hmm. can really bring together the, uh, the group. Yeah, and the truth is that you're not you're not looking at a huge expense to get started. Um, actually, one of the analogies I heard was it's kind of like guns. Mm -hmm. You can get into guns where, yeah, you can buy something that works for 150 bucks, mm -hmm. or you can buy something that works really well for 10 grand. Right. It's whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, um, usually the quality of transmitting is left to where you can, I don't know, bottom line, if you spend like 70 bucks, it's really going to buy you the same the same transmitting power as maybe 300 or 400 bucks for the most part. 
but there are usually more features. You know what I'm saying? Like different things you can do, different, you know, easier to program, has presets, has different things. So, I mean, you can get in the game very inexpensively. Honestly, you can buy like $40 freaking uh, receivers and and even transceivers. Um, mm-hmm. You can get into something decent, usually only like five watts. But again, you find these repeaters and whatever gets you started. Um, you can get in there for 90, a hundred bucks, start doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I'm, I'm stuck going out to the boat and sitting there with the CB and, uh, talking to truckers. So, you know, teach his own, right? Right. Now, a lot of, uh, a lot of guys have been talking about soda. Okay. Tell uh, me about soda. Soda. It's not S-O-D-A. It's oh, cause that's what I drank. All yeah. right. Uh, summits on the air. Now, this is a program that seems seems pretty interesting, and I think it would be a, a good exercise for a lot of us preppers. Uh, it's basically, uh, the goal is uh, is to get licensed amateur radio operators to temporarily operate from mountainous areas. What that would mean was that you would hike up with your equipment to the to the summit of a mountain, all right, and transceive from there. Now you can get you know points um, for every mountain that you summit and and transmit from oh, yeah you become a little bit cooler well you could also be a lazy bastard tell me more about this get points just by receiving messages from people that did that nailed it yeah that's 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 my speed right there right? yeah like that uh, uh but it gets it gets mm-hmm. you in the in the mode of uh operating your equipment in adverse conditions i think you should hike up all our local peaks here and i'll be the uh receiver station down here yeah yeah because you know you need me to verify somebody needs to so right all right so all equipment must be carried in and must function off battery or solar power so you can't you know go up to mount washington in then, uh, new hampshire and just plug into what they got up there all right. Uh, you have to actually hike in. You can't drive can you up the there. the charging station they have up at the peak? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't I, know what they have. I don't know. But, all right. But you basically, uh, <clears throat> points are awarded to all uh, activators. That would be the hikers. And all chasers. Those are the people that are receiving, you know, from the from the activators. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it seems like a pretty interesting way to uh, get to use your radio and, uh, and, and figure out how to use it. Right. Off grid, exactly. I mean, once once you're actually transporting it and moving stuff around, this is when the stuff is really tested. Um, right. This is when you're going to know. You know what? I'm going to be okay. And the the cool thing with with the soda stuff is that basically, in order to transmit far, you need line of sight and you need wattage to transmit. Mm-hmm. Now you trade these things off. So if I'm a 6 foot tall guy standing in a flat field that, you know, out in the Midwest where everything's flat, then I'm cool. But when I climb up the mountain, now all of a sudden I have a lot more reach unless mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by other really tall mountains, but right. you know what I mean. So you end up cutting down the power required. Right. You don't need as much power. Which is going to save your batteries. Right. Your transmit power. So it's, you know, a happy trade-off. But it is fun to experiment and try out different things, see what's available to you. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. Obviously, we're not giving you the authority, you know, whatever. But what we're trying to do is show you what's available to you. 
Right. And, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff out there and cool things you can do for it. And I hate to say it, this is a vital tool for your prepper group if you're anywhere near a city or any kind of population. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're planning on being a million miles in the middle of nowhere and just going straight, uh, what is it, Grizzly Adams or uh-huh. whatever. There you go. Straight Grizzly Adams, then this might be something you really should be looking into. Mm-hmm. And if you have a big prepping network, one, maybe you're not the main guy, but really you kind of want to push people to get the technician license mm-hmm. and get where you're kind of familiar and have a little setup that you can communicate. Yeah. All right. That sounds uh, sounds pretty good. You got anything else on uh that, that seems like the uh, the big gist of because thing is I, I know it's not the sexiest topic and I didn't want to bore you guys, but a lot of you guys have been asking and kind of interested and everybody's kind of curious about this stuff. So right, it, it's kind of interesting. And if you want more information than what we're giving you here, I have some links. All right, I have about twenty links in the show notes. Okay, so you guys are gonna want to you know check that out. Where to get the license? How to do it? Where to study? What to study? It's all going to be in there. I even have some uh, YouTube channels you guys might want to check out. So I'll put it all in the show notes and you guys will be good. Um, A lot of neat stuff out there and maybe even some uh, possible ham radios you might want to purchase. Maybe I'll throw some up in the uh, links. Now, there's a couple things going on. Uh We're uh, still a lot of uh, gun control stress in the world. I do like, I have to point out, the NRA has made slight shift in uh, a more positive direction. I know you guys have heard me bash the NRA for, well, I got to say, I might have seen this coming. Mm -hmm. I I feel like maybe when they were like, oh, we could give them that, we could give them that. And I was like, that's dangerous. Stop, stop. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems the NRA is kind of coming back around and is like, you know, we're not giving up on anything. And they're kind of hardlining it on not raising it to 21 and seeing them take a little tougher stance. And Mm -hmm. I got to say, I'm happy to see that. Um, You guys may want to support the NRA a little bit now that uh, some of these companies are getting bullied into uh, pulling their sponsorship. But uh, I got a little shout out to... uh, um, FedEx. Uh-huh. They really tried to bully FedEx into dumping the NRA, and uh, they held strong. Oh, they stuck to it, huh? Um, right. Roku, same thing. They uh, they were bullied and uh, did not back down. All right. They agreed to keeping the uh, NRA channel on there. That was a big push. Um, so stuff like that. You know, people who are doing something to you know look out for what you believe in. That may be cool. You may also want to stop shopping at Dick's. Mm-hmm. Turns out Dick's is like, well, you know, scary guns. We're not going to sell them because we don't want to be responsible. Right. Well, you know what? I I have bought rifles at Dick's. If I'm buying something more complex like an AR or something like that, I wasn't going to go to Dick's. Yeah. That wasn't going to be where I was going to make well, that you purchase wanna anyway. Go, yeah, you kind of want to go where somebody knows what the hell they're talking about. Exactly. And the guy at Dick's doesn't necessarily but know what he's talking about. I do buy a bunch of really cheap ammo at Dick's. Because, mm-hmm. well, you guys are like, oh my God, you're an idiot. Don't buy cheap ammo at Dick's because you can buy it online for so much less. And then I would tell you, not in New York. 
So right. in New York, we can't buy ammo online. So with those limitations, when Dick's would have sales, I'd go in there. But guess what? I'm not going to Dick's anymore for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a big sacrifice. It's not like right. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to my local grocery store. Screw them. Yeah. No, it's I have a million other options available to me. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm going to start choosing the other options. Yeah. yeah. Now, I was paying a little bit more of a premium at my gun store. Uh-huh. Um, they actually, if I go in with like a cheaper than dirt catalog and I'm like, look, I can get this thousand rounds for this. Can you just order it and get it shipped to the store and I'll pay whatever? Mm-hmm. It, they'll do it. They don't care. They'll they'll play the game. Mm-hmm. But I try not to beat them up and be a dick. Right. So to do it, I just go somewhere else and, and buy my ammo. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I want my specialty bullets, I'll buy them from the gun store. Right. Um, stuff I wasn't going to get, you know, find it dicks anyway. But just something out there. I just I get annoyed when I see things like that. And like I said, and honestly, I'm willing to give the NRA credit when when they are willing to take a stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, say I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, I was I was definitely going to Dick's for a lot of my outdoor equipment. Sure. Uh, you know, not firearms, not not knives, things like that. But you know, tents, sleeping bags, you know, outdoor cook set, cook stuff. But you know, the truth is, there's a, a lot of places you can get that equipment. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm gonna do. Maybe you won't feel so guilty buying online. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. That's right. All right. Now, All right. Uh, big news from China. Yeah, China. What do they got uh-huh. going on? Xi Jinping, the president of China, has right. uh, just uh, put an end to term limits for himself. That's smart. Good news because he's, uh, he's getting up there in age, but I think he wants to ride this thing out for the rest of his life. I like it. Um, You know, a lot of people have been calling him... Uh, uh, comparing him to Mao. Oh, I've heard that. Uh, that's now against the law, so we no, can't. He do doesn't that. like that. Now, analogy. no, I have to give him a shout out because right, what did he do? Beijing is supporting our podcast by downloading. They do download. about ninety episodes, ninety uh, downloads of every episode we make. Yeah, that's that's. So a I don't know who's commitment. in Be- Beijing, and I don't know why they're downloading so many so that's many a versions commitment of it, to but, the. Uh, the survival and basic uh-huh. badass podcast. So if you are in Beijing and you're okay. listening right now, you need to turn it off because I'm about to run through all the words that all the phrases that have just been banned in China. Abort. This past Abort. Week. <laughs> you don't want to get in trouble. All right. So if you're in China and you're tempted to what? Uh, if you're tempted to uh, type in the words in your Internet search, I don't agree. Can't do it. <laughs> Not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> Migration? Nope. Immigration? Nope. Because if you were planning on leaving because you were scared you were going to have a, a dictator, can't do it. Too late. Yep. Turn it off. Uh, re-election? Nope. nope. Can't say that. <laughs> That's smart. Election term? Nope. Constitution, Constitution amendment? All right. Constitution rules? Proclaiming oneself emperor? Nope. Oh, can't, can't I was going to do in. that. Animal Farm and 1984 by George Orwell are now banned. Uh, um, you know, I literally put those two in my iPod both this morning. Yeah. Well, if you were in China, it would have been good because that was <laughs> it. That was it. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, can't type guy. it in. 
He is a little crazy. I did not understand why. And then I typed in Winnie the Pooh what and uh, Xi Jinping. They look exactly alike. <laughs> <laughs> so, so whatever you do, don't compare him to Winnie the Pooh. Because that's going to get you in trouble. That the 14th genius. letter of the English alphabet it was temporarily banned. It's okay to look up the letter N now. They opened it up? Yeah. All but right. for 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 a week or so there, no no letter ends. Uh, I don't really have a lot on that one. I don't, don't no. know why. And then... Yeah. Personality cult. Can't look that up anymore. Mm. And uh, proclaiming oneself emperor. Don't type those three words in a row. You're not going to get you. It's not going to get you anywhere. All right. Um, now, Global Times, that's the, the state-run uh, newspaper there. Okay. Uh, they just said this recently. It's worth noting that for some time, the media began uh, growing strident in their abuse of Beijing, almost using curse words. So they're That's obviously harsh. very upset because apparently somebody almost used a curse word. I mean, that's another great reason why you don't want to listen to this podcast if you're in Beijing. We do use curse words mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, I mean, you you really could get in trouble if but you, you said something use like a curse like, word describing China, would you? Not China, and you wouldn't want to do that. And you definitely wouldn't want to say something like. You know, maybe fuck Jinping. You wouldn't say uh, that. That would be a no go. Yeah, no, don't don't say uh, you know any of those sorts of words. I was gonna go on a little swearing tirade, but I, I bet know you were. I know that I'm gonna you know I'm just gonna limit myself. All right, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself. Self control, but um, yeah. So you want to be uh, want to be careful if you're if you're in China and you're concerned that you're gonna be living in a dictatorship in the next couple of years. Um, well, cause you're not happening. allowed to be concerned yeah, anymore. You're so not allowed to be worried solved. about it or disagree. <laughs> so problem solved. That's mm-hmm. one of those things just takes care of itself. Right, right. Now, and it's a good thing because, uh, you know, they don't, they're not, the citizens in China aren't allowed to own firearms. Okay. So there's not really anything they can do about it. All right. Now that makes the way sense. It is. Now, it's actually been brought to my attention that. The Chinese, one of the national newspapers over there. Yeah, it is, would be the. Uh, well, you found the it article. Would be the Glo- no, it would be the Global Times because that's the, Global the only. Times is the that's newspaper. the only media. All right. That's the. Well, the it media. turns out they uh, they had some kind of op-ed piece. I'm sure that people are just writing in and mm-hmm. expressing their views. Right. That said that it turns out China is very worried about America's human rights violations. Right. Right, because it turns out that by not outlawing guns and banning them from private citizens, we are creating an atmosphere where people can just hurt each other. Right, right. I mean, it's not at all like now, um, harvesting the organs from Christians that didn't register with the with the the government there. No, it's not like that at all. Okay, okay. No, we're good. Um, yeah. The uh, no, it turns out that Reuters saw the story. Mm-hmm. Apparently, has no concept of history or what happens in China when they take away guns and what the government might do. And they're like, "Wow, this is really great." Even China thinks we should be getting rid of guns, and really, we are, you know, hurting Americans by not taking away their gun rights. Right. So 
Got Just saying, China's got your back. If that's your team, mm-hmm. then China's got you. So right. If you know, God forbid, we were to start talking about um someone maybe proclaiming themselves oneself emperor. That's one of the phrases. Yeah. Uh, you know, then um, you know, that's it all works itself out. All right. I think that's about as hard as we want to take this. Yeah, no, I think we already have a uh, death squad coming here. So we have death squads. We're good. Right, we're well, good on that. Uh, at least just... now, if, if it's recorded at your house and then uploaded at my house, whose Ooh, house? I or, don't know. Whose door are they going to kick in? I don't know, man. That's that's a close one. We'll see. We'll see. We'll let you guys know next week. <laughs> <laughs> now, also on uh, Facebook, what I've tried to do is our regular prepping badass page. I put a lot of neat survival stories, cool tips, different things on there for you guys. I try and share. I do have a little bit of the hokey, like, oh, this is funny, and oh, this is kind of political, things that I post on there. Um, You know what? Honestly, those are the ones that get the shares. And when we get shares, then when people like the the posts, I'm able to kind of recruit them into bringing them into the fold. Mm -hmm. And then they start listening to the podcast and the badass family grows. That's why I bring in some of those ones where you're like, well, you know, that's not all prepping and all survival and, and whatever. I understand maybe some of you guys, but some of it's just funny. Mm -hmm. Come on. You, you got to, you know, whatever. But if you are true to the more hardcore and you just want survival straight down business, you want to join the Prepping Badass group. Mm-hmm. Prepping Badass group, I try and keep pure. All right. Over there, I only post. No Mickey Mouse nonsense. No there. Mickey Mouse pictures or whatever. I leave all that on the one. Now, really, if you're a hardcore and you're a badass, you're going to join both because you make a commitment and you stick with it because that's what. That's what badasses do. That's what badasses do. But I'm just saying, you know, if you're a little sensitive and you get upset by, like, political things, you may want to maybe focus on the group and keep your over there. Just putting that out there. All right. Or if you just want to tell us about your anger and disgust, you want to shoot us an email. And that would be at preppingbadass at gmail.com. That's right. Um attention kevin and then mm-hmm. you don't even need to put attention kevin he's gonna yeah, get I'm, it I'm the only one that's, uh, that's he's the only that's, one checking it so and all that sort of stuff if you're like you and he'll know oh that's me they're talking about yeah, so yeah. you're good there um otherwise head over to itunes leave us a review oh yeah we do we could use a couple of uh reviews we haven't had any lately a so. couple of reviews or maybe a couple of dollars Wherever over you, at patreon yeah Patreon.com slam prepping badass mm-hmm. or wherever you're listening. And then you can review. enjoy this very commercial free podcast. It might not always be commercial free, but it's commercial free today. And it's commercial free as long as we, we can uh, keep afford things, to do it. Afford to do it. Keep All right. Things up and running. So with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.